Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. How do you communicate to parents about the importance of interacting with their children in the first five years of their life? Maybe getting an adorable and articulate seven-year-old to deliver your message is a good start. The Mindaroo Foundation, a philanthropic group, did that with their Thrive by Five TED Talk. In the video, Year 2 student Molly Wright walks through the basic things parents can do to help their children's brains grow in the first five years. The video has gone viral, which means many more parents will be getting this message. Professor Desiree Silva is the head of paediatrics at the Joondalup Health Campus, where this TED Talk was launched. Hi, Desiree. How are you? Hello. Hi, Siobhan. Uh, Very well, thank you. And thank you for uh, asking for me to be on this podcast. It's my pleasure. So how is the Joondalup Health Campus involved in this Thrive by Five initiative? Uh, look, it, it, we, we are absolutely delighted that uh, the Mindaroo Foundation um, approached us uh, with our interest in this. And we we basically have a large number of deliveries that happen up at Joondalup. So we have probably around 3,800 deliveries a year. And we do a lot of research up here and actually have the same passion that the first five years is absolutely critical. So we were very interested in, in this message coming out, particularly from a seven-year-old. And uh, and I latched onto this and was absolutely excited. I've become an absolute Molly fan club. I've joined the <laughs> Molly fan club. And, uh, and uh, you know, I think it's just this fabulous message that she she shares, you know, for mums, dads and their partners, you know, and the fact that we we had it started on our maternity wards. It was piloted here and we've been watching parents interact with this video, you know, for the last uh, few weeks. And it's been really lovely because what it actually does in the end is gets a conversation happening like we're talking now you know it really gets people thinking and trying to understand how's the best way we can deal with making the use of those first five years and you know as you mentioned you're part of the molly fan club i think there will be a growing movement around the world she is so incredibly articulate for a girl of her age i don't care if someone else wrote that speech for her she delivered it with such finesse. Now, that was a very clever way to get this message across because she's so engaging. But we have known for a while now that the first five years are the most important. Um, Do you think maybe this message just hasn't been getting through to parents? Um, Look, I think every parent tries to do the best by their child. And, you know, sometimes we get distracted and the, the message isn't absolutely clear about how critical it is. You know, when you think about one million neuronal connections happening every second, there is an absolutely amazing foundation that's been developed right from birth or even before birth that is critically important in terms of, um, you know, developing that child and developing them, you know, some of these connections really might affect them later in life. You know, there might be connections that deal with anxiety or with other types of issues that surface later on. So it's important that we we give them the best platform possible. And do you think, I mean, you noticed that parents were kind of taking that message on board. It it seems so simple the way Molly delivers that speech, but I found in particular the way this talk used the dad and the little baby as an example of how things work. That was pretty powerful. And in particular, the 
moment where Molly talks about how connections are formed and what happens when we're distracted and the dad gets on his iPad. I found that pretty um, powerful, a pretty powerful mm. image. Can you talk us through that moment and what what we're trying to say and, and whether you think that's landing with parents? Yeah, look, you know, I, I think I think one of the critical things is also if you imagine that, you know, you felt empowered by it, but just imagine that you're a new parent just having a baby and you have that special moment in time with that child uh, before you go home and you watch this, you're more likely for it to really stick in your mind and be creating this constant thought of, you know, I need to connect. I need to connect, talk and play. They are a really important part. And that's what I what came across uh, brilliantly. So I'll take you back one step. One of the people at Mindaroo working there called David Hano, he had his baby in America and he was shown a video before he left hospital. And it was, a, it was about something quite different to this. But he said the impact was, you know, quite clear that, you know, they, you, he really was fixed on this, uh, this particular uh, video. It was actually about shaking, shaking babies, which was terrified him, actually. He was quite scared to hold his baby. But he realised what an impact it had. So he, it was really, I think, partly his idea and also the, the idea of how do we get people to understand those early years. And I think uh, the Mindaroo Foundation have done it brilliantly, where they've actually decided to create a script around the youngest girl giving the TED talk to make people think, because it's almost like she's saying, please, you know, look after my brain. You know, I want it to be the best it can be. And that's that's the impression I got from there. Mm. Uh, now, in terms of um, that interaction with the, with the screen time, that's something that I'm quite passionate about <laughs> because, you know, as a clinician and a paediatrician, you know, I've noticed that babies, you know, they're meant to smile beautifully you know and connect and engage at six weeks of age or even before but I've noticed in clinical practice and you talk to child health nurses the same thing is the same they, they say oh they, they, you know they're, they're lovely the babies are absolutely gorgeous but they're not connecting as they used to so I worry that we can be potentially distracted as parents and not providing that interaction that actually is really important for that platform of the brain development to occur. So I'm, you know, very passionate about that scene. And I think what that scene also showed was that when he disengaged from his child, you know, you could see that the child was constantly trying to, uh, the baby was constantly trying to get uh, attention. But when he re-engaged, you know, everything was happy again. So, you know, it just really showed that it's something that can be fixed because, you know, you can just keep re-engaging and remembering. I mean, we can't constantly be engaging with our child. Obviously, there are other things that need to be done, but it's a reminder that it's important. Kids actually do, sometimes when they're crying or when they're irritated or when they're annoying, it might be just because they want your attention and engagement and you have to find ways of navigating your way through that. And as a parent who is definitely distracted by my devices, what that did for me uh, it kind of showed the outside perspective because you don't see what's going on if you're looking at your phone even if you think you're just doing it for a minute or um, you're scrolling or whatever you're not actually you might be hearing a child but you're not actually seeing how much they're kind of trying to get your attention and I agree with you I know we can't always be on our devices but I loved how that one shot of the dad putting the iPad up to his face and the little baby trying to pull it away and trying desperately to get in front of his face was like, oh, and I get it from their perspective now. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, I'm quite sure that a lot of parents have experienced exactly that particular clip in their mm. lives. Um, I, I have to tell you a funny story, but I experienced that this morning um, with my dog, actually, where I, 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 I took up my uh, my device because I was doing something, and, and he's, he, I've got a great big scratch across my face. <laughs> so, tells me right. <laughs> yep, I think that's happened to parents as well. So Molly goes through some really simple things that are very uh, important for babies. Can you talk us through some of the other ways that parents can connect and why it's so important that we do that? Yeah. So, you know, I might go back a go back a step as well, because, you know, basically I'm very interested in why there's such an increase in uh, things like uh, neurodevelopmental disorders, they call it. But you know, we can we can call you. We can look at it and say anxiety, um, attention deficit disorder, autism. Um, you can look at other issues in ch- terms of depression as well. So there seems to be a real increase in these conditions. Children having meltdowns. Probably, you know, we all know kids have meltdowns, but the frequency and uh, the scale of it, certainly as pediatricians, we're noticing is a lot worse. And that is really that the fright-flight response in a child's brain uh, is not balanced. So when that's not balanced, and that's called that little tiny piece of the brain, which is called the amygdala, so that creates that flight-fright response. And it's almost like a, a child feels that there's a bear in the room. Now, you know what you'd be like if suddenly I said there's a bear behind you. You know, you'd, you'd, <laughs> yes. have, you'd have that fright-flight response. And that is what kids are experiencing several times during the day. You know, like, for example, if their devices are taken away from them or if they're not given what they want or or there are lots of other reasons why that, that happens. But the point is that, you know, if you can stabilise the amygdala, that part of the brain, if that's stable, then you don't get that constant flight fright response you know and they're much calmer the kids so we're doing a lot of work trying to understand what things actually you know sort of make this flight fright response worse or lessen it and and it starts right back you know in pregnancy it's a case of eating healthy foods because your microbiome is really really important um it's you know being outside actually actually playing outside or being outside because it's that, that's really important sleeping well reducing your stress so they're all things that actually helps the baby develop inside you and then once your baby's born these things are still really really important in terms of brain development and they're not it's not rocket science the baby being given the right foods being outside, being in, connected to nature, that actually does help brain development more than we realise. Wow, that's so, interesting. So I think I, those are sort of things that are, you know, I, I think are, we should be trying to focus on. And what about talking to babies? Because I think you mentioned that at the very beginning, you know, the ways we can connect with our babies is playing with them, talking to them. I remember thinking, why would I talk to my baby? It can't talk back, but it's actually really important, isn't it? Yeah, look, the baby's brain is incredible in that short space. And I think Molly pointed that out, that by the time, you know, the brain is her age, at seven, you know, it's already grown to 90% of its size, volume. So, you know, there's an amazing amount of neural connections happening in that first uh, five years. And babies, you know, watch you and they learn from their parents and all those you know, special people around them. There's so much going on in that first year. They might not be, you know, they might have only two or three words by the end of the first year, 
but their comprehension and understanding is incredible. Molly started her TED Talk by basically saying, and I paraphrase here, that um, what if peekaboo was the key to thriving, happy, healthy children or, or, or the key to changing the world? Can you tell us about why peekaboo is so important and what does that do? Well, you know, peekaboo, it's been around, I mean, you know, it's certainly been around for a very, very long time. I'm sure in all the ancient times they probably did the same thing. Look, it's a game. So it's essentially playing with your child, but actually providing that, you know, like she mentions, memory and trust, you know, by covering up your face, the child looks sort of, you know, a little bit worried. And then you're opening up and that complete trust is there, that that's the person that they know who's there. Um, but even playing peekaboo with other, you know, with, with, with strangers, I mean, I, I find that uh, it's it's quite common if you're, you know, if you're around a crowd of people and you have a little, there's a little baby there. It's not uncommon that, you know, you, you, know, you play peekaboo with them. So it's a game that probably has more connections than we actually realise. And I've got to say, at the end, I, I watched it all the way through and I watched when Molly came out and did a little bow and then she went straight up to, I assume it was her mum, yes, and gave her a big cuddle. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, that, that, was the, that was the part that touched me the most. I mean, are Molly's parents exceptional? Because she is. <laughs> she is. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, they probably are actually quite, <laughs> quite exceptional. Um, uh, but, but, you know, she's just, she's a kid. She's a kid and she's mm. delivering, a, a, you know, a message that actually she's quite passionate about as well. But she, she's a child and I think we need to respect that as well. And she's just, well, she's done something mind-blowing, I think, to be able to articulate that in a way that so many different people can relate, you know, relate to it. Well, I definitely was thinking if people are watching this and thinking, if I play peekaboo and talk to my baby and uh, connect in all these ways and my baby ends up like Molly. That's right. <laughs> absolutely. That's a good thing. Yes, I agree. I think. I'm doing it now. <laughs> no, I, I, I absolutely yes. <laughs> Well, um, Desiree, thank you. It's such a fantastic program. I'm really excited. I think it's going to um, make a big impact getting that out there and talking about those first five years. Thanks so much for talking with us today. Yeah, an absolute pleasure, actually. Thank you. That's Professor Desiree Silva. She's from the Joondalup Health Campus. And if you'd like to watch the TED Talk or find out more information about Thrive by Five, you'll find all the links in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.